Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Welcome to the very first episode of Growth Marketing Today. To all my new listeners, I just want to thank you. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there about growth, so I just want to thank you for checking us out. And I promise you this one thing. This show won't be about growth hacks. It won't be about silver bullets. And I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of blog posts out there about growth hacks. What I'm really interested in is how growth is done in today's top startups. And in this very first episode, I get to chat with one of my good buddies, John. John is the head of growth at OB.ai. They were part of 500 Startups Accelerator. And OB.ai is a virtual assistant chatbot for Teams on Slack. Now, John was also one of the first salesperson hired at Vidyard. And if you don't know Vidyard, man, you got to know Vidyard. Vidyard is one of the biggest startups here in Canada. They were part of Y Combinator way, way, way back then in 2011. I know they've raised a ton of money. So John was one of the first few employees in that. And now he's doing and heading up growth at OB.ai. So with that, I don't want to hold you back anymore. Let's listen in to my chat with my buddy, John, from OB. Good day to everyone, all our listeners. I have here John from OB.ai. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How are you? How are you, John? I'm good. It's a beautiful Friday. Um, busy day today. I'm about to move and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I just want to thank you for jumping on this podcast. I know that, like you said, you're moving, you're busy with work. Yes. You're this very, very busy. OB.ai is part of 500 Startups right now, right? Yeah, we're uh, 500 Startups alumni. We were part of Bash 20 and we've been back. It's been around three months so far. So nice. we're just basically growing the company, you know, um, and just kind of like setting the product and acquisition channels a bit. Yeah, and your role there is your head of growth. Yeah, my role is head of growth. So I work with the CEO, I work with the product, and I work with the, the tech team, um, basically trying to grow OB. So in the startups, you typically do things that don't scale a lot. So yeah. sometimes it's like we, we run through the growth process, and sometimes we just are just hustling. So it's, <laughs> it's very fun, and I'm glad to be here. Nice, man. Before we talk about OB.ai, I, I want to talk about you a little bit. Like, Tell me okay. about your career progression. I know everybody talks about growth and it's kind of like a vague term, right? So I'm curious how you got to where you are. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a great question. I think, first of all, I can say it wasn't easy. <laughs> it was basically a combination of following my passions and my interests. So I started off and in university as a computer science major at Laurier. I did drop out the first year, but my parents wanted me to stay. Mm. And I finished and graduated in psychology, poli-sci. Ended up being a financial advisor and then seeing like an article on 30 on 30 Forbes, it was Andrew Dumont. He's a huge BD guy. And I think he's like a VP of marketing at Bitly. And I'm like, I can do what he did. So I replied to a whole bunch of tech jobs. And after some hustle, I ironically met Michael Litt wow. at um, Vidyard, interviewed. And then I got in and was the first official salesperson, helped scale the team. Um, and was there from two years as they define like the sales process that they're using today. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot in terms of more specifically sales, but I think there was a lot of freedom in that environment, um, specifically because it's growing quite fast. And then I got to experiment with a lot of different things. And, and that's when I got to understand that small activities can make big impacts and wow. that you can, uh, you can kind of like use it uh, in many different places. So 
I did something which I'm really proud of where uh, there's this one email copy which I sent to the CEO of Burberry, Virgin America, and Wells Fargo. Um, so the same subject heading, the same copy, except the quote. And everything was the same. And it got meetings and during the sun Friday night. So it, was, it, was, it got meetings and as well as now they are working, partnering with Vidyard. So, and it, well, what I found interesting was everything was basically the same, but it worked for the different um, individuals. And I'm like, I can scale this. And, and that was the start of my interest mm. in getting into growth. So I set out to do it. How did you transition from uh, the BD role in Vidyard? If the listeners are not familiar, Michael Litt is one of the most respected CEOs in Vidyard. is uh, like one of the biggest and growing company in Kitchener-Warlow here in Canada. How did you transition from BizDev to like your role right now as head of growth? Yeah, that was so after I, I left Vidyard, I was looking for another adventure. And um, like I said, you have to follow your interests. So because I was selling to digital marketers, I decided to be one. So what I did was basically apply to a digital marketing role. I, and I advised a whole bunch of companies. and I did a bunch of side projects. So basically to get the fundamentals and build that skill set. So whether reading about email marketing, setting up my own email marketing, and then coincidentally, I, I did a combination of a business development role and a, and a marketing role at a design agency where they had a product. So my role, my job was basically automating the sales mm. process, which I had experience with and was very easy, where I could basically use a tool like similar to MailChimp and just watch conversions and, and I would not be doing the sales thing. So it was basically that's where I got to understand sales hacking, and which was really fun. And then I turned it to like started using Facebook advertising, Twitter advertising, and working on the landing pages. And that's where I was working on copy. And it, it was more like giving myself the chance to experiment as well as you just have to do it. So right. if, if, if the door isn't open, you just have to you may do it yourself and, and a lot of side stuff, which was done. So it's been an interesting journey. Nice. So you went from there, sales development role. And then you went to like some kind of sales automation. Yes. And then you now you're head of growth. Yes. Like, yes. Exactly. So it's been a yeah. So it's been a, an interesting journey, but it's definitely fun. And 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 one and one thing I think I know about growth people were very motivated by impact, and mm. and I think you have to be motivated to learn a lot. So if you are someone who works hard, you hustle as right. well as you're really looking to just make as much impact as quickly as possible for a, a product. I think it's it's definitely a, you have to be curious. It's definitely a personality mm, right. trait that thrives. I find that too. Curiosity is a big thing. Yes. You said something earlier. You said that you got into digital marketing through Facebook ads and things like that. I'm fascinated by the whole conversation between, is there a difference between digital marketers and growth marketers? Are they the same? Is it just another term or... Is it like growth marketing, growth marketers is a different breed of marketing animal, if, if you I had to put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, good question. I think it's, it's they're both very similar, right. but I think there's a difference. And okay. in that time when I was doing my own thing, I was basically taking a lot of marketing projects. So on uh, contract role. So when people would ask, they say they're looking for a growth marketer or a marketer, I would define them. Like, what are you looking for? <laughs> right. Um, because a lot of times they say growth, especially growth is a buzz term right now. That what they're looking for is a traditional marketer. Yeah. So in terms of traditional marketing, I think it's really focused focus on active on acquisitions. Right. So walking through the various marketing channels and just getting people towards the product and um, as it goes through the customer lifecycle. But I think growth specifically on at Obi.ai, it's 
we, we watch how users are at the various stages of the product from pre-product market fit. We're in beta right now nice. to as we move into more product market fit. So right now it can be like how much feedback we're getting from the users as well as improving retention. Right. And, and then after that, when we have that base and we can be like, hey, we're a product market fit, we're, we're thinking more, okay, increase our acquisition funnels and as well as increase our uh, retention. Um, so it's the, the goals changes as we are, as the product changes. Interesting. I think you started alluding to it, the whole like full funnel, like pirate metrics by Dave McClure. Yeah. Like, a- 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 acquisition, activation, retention, revenue, and then repeating the whole cycle again. So yeah. would you say, uh, so what I'm hearing is that digital marketers and traditional marketing is more focused on just acquisition and growth marketers is actually focused on the whole whole funnel, would yeah, you say? 100%. Traditional marketing is just, I, I like to think it's spend money and then <laughs> and then they're going to get users. But I think what growth is really, it's a, it's, it's a combination of products as well. You really care about mm. the users and how they're using it. Right. So you want to understand how different cohorts of users are using at different points. So you do want to acquire their users, but you want to make sure the users are using it right or mm. what percentage are using it right. And you also want to retain those users as well. And eventually you want revenue. It all depends on the stage, but revenue may not be something that you're thinking about right now. So it's it's definitely take the whole aspect of the funnel into play instead of just, I say, acquiring your users. That's fascinating. You said also product. I think you mentioned that you started computer science. I actually started my experience in, as a programmer. And awesome. I recently took a user experience part-time course. Okay. And I'm finding that it's very helpful in terms of doing growth. What kind of skills would you say like growth marketing it, it needs, right? And so like… Yeah, that's, that, I think that's a very good question. And I'm, I'm happy you said that because I find that my psychology mm. uh, education has, right. has paid off. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people feel that not way, right? Not a lot of people feel that way. But uh, it was surprising just because it's all about understanding how people behave and how people think. So especially uh, you need to understand how to ask qualitative questions. Nice. So you, you can be very quant. And I think the quant is just very data driven and which is super important. But you also want to be able to have like, be able to get feedback right. very quickly. Um, so in terms of, in terms of the skill sets, I think you need to be care a lot about the users. You need to be, you need to listen quite a bit. Um, you need to be creative because there's different creative ways to hear discussion. And it's a bit more, I think, I think as well as having the, the typical technical skills would be an advantage. Yeah. I've heard you say creativity, curiosity, caring about the user, like empathizing. That's starting to sound a lot like user experience design with user research. It's yeah. fascinating, but yeah. in ap- applying it to growth in terms of pushing people down the pirate funnel. Yeah, it's, and it's very interesting because the company where I was creating the product, where, where I actually got into business development marketing, was a design agency. Oh. Uh, design co-founders in Toronto. So that's where I was like, man, there's so much similarity <laughs> in, in the process. It wasn't as quick. I mean, like the I feel like the user experience process is it's a very slow and methodical, but I saw such a huge intersection, and I'm right. like it's super valuable. Nice, I think that's uh, that's fascinating uh, how that it's it's evolved. Like that, you know, growth marketing is now like an intersection of design, user experience, programming, and product. Let's talk about OB.AI. What is OB.AI for the listeners that don't know about it? 
Yeah. Um, so obi.ai is a Slack bot that lives in Slack. Nice. And what obi.ai does is it helps uh, teams access their knowledge quickly, simply by asking a question. So you can ask who, what, where, how, and obi connects to your knowledge sources. So whether Evernote, Confluence, Dropbox, wow. so or any other knowledge sources, and it gives you that information instantly. So did, we really, we're really working with growth state startups who, uh, let's say, have about 75 employees, are growing really quickly, and knowledge is it's something that's definitely growing, and then they need to learn how to manage it. But as well, you want they want to manage it at scale. So that's what Obi.ai is. It's really interesting that when I asked you what Obi.ai, you jumped into defining who the user is. Like you really user is probably one of customers are the most important thing in the business, right? Yes. And for growth people, it's the user. Yes. It's that's a really big problem. Like uh, I've used Slack and I've lost files. Mm. Through in my Slack stuff with my team, right? Yes. Like, that's a huge problem with teams. I'm curious how you do what your growth process looks like at Obi.ai. I know it's a little bit different, and the whole Slack bot thing is like just in right now. Yeah. Design, I've talked to a bunch of my user experience designer friends, and they haven't really figured out like the best way to design it. I'm curious what your growth process looks like for Slack bot. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty interesting because like it's a bit of just. Some half experiment using the, the traditional growth methodology and half is just like we're figuring it as, as we go being nice. a startup. So we work heavily like with the CEO, the CTO, the VP of product, and she's very hands-on where it's the, the growth process is basically there's like a backend which understands how users are interacting with OB. So how much of what we define as our core action is are they doing so the growth process is, is experimenting on that and really focusing on that. In order to get there, we had to establish a baseline and of what measurement looked like. So we created what what is a growth model of how our users are interacting nice. with the product. And then and then there, it's basically ideation um, where we have a whole bunch of ideas, whether it's like change onboarding, um, change always personality, or how many questions are being asked or other things. And then we basically are experimenting for like 30 days, 60 days, different things like that. And then we're, we're basically analyzing the data. So outside of the chatbot, the growth process would be like very traditional, as mentioned. So it'd be like landing page. We'd be looking right. at it. How, how are we optimizing it? Are we going to change? It being a startup, like it may have like, we may have had the worst shit in it. Um, <laughs> so we want to optimize. We say something else. And we're right. always taking user feedback. So that is also a place we've optimized. Another area would be feedback. Early stage feedback is very important. Yeah. So we've optimized for the rate of feedback that we're getting. Where I started, I think that's how you grow in, in, the, right. in the team. Because users are the same as your competitors. The, let's say the marketing channels are very similar. So the only really thing that is a differentiator is the product and how fast you're learning. Right. So we're like, okay, let's optimize for the rate of feedback. So we create different things like email drips, which would be optimized to increase feedback by making it more personal or have something like, hey, I always read this. And which like we saw increased conversion by quite a bit. So yeah, that's the growth process. That's cool. That's really cool. Like what you said about accelerating the rate of feedback. I've always thought of growth marketing as attaining your goals, your KPIs is the the icing on the cake. It's really how fast you learn, right? How how quickly you're learning through different things. Yeah, I think learning is is the key. Like yeah, you you have a you have a set KPIs which you're trying to improve. So whether it's activation, whether it's retention, or whether it's is how many dollars, right? Right. But there's so many variables that go into getting it. So with an OB.AI, the more it's a chatbot. 
the more users are interacting in the way we want, the happier we we are. So right. we are optimizing towards making sure our users are using ob.ai nice. the way we want. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. In terms of like growth experiment, I really like how you kept mentioning experiment. Like that's a for me, like that's a one another differentiating factor between traditional marketing and growth marketing okay. is this whole experimentation. What does your experimentation look like there? Is it you have a hypothesis, then you do an experiment, and then you do learning? Is that and then the cycle comes back almost like build, measure, learn, the startup cycle? Yeah. So because we're starting from no like from blank, so we basically like someone has. Has an idea whether I create an idea and be like, hey, why don't we do something like a webinar or why don't we do something like email drip to get more feedback? And it's just a test. It's just like an idea from what we've seen. But you, you're basically like, like saying, I can, I hypothesize, I can optimize that for more. Right. And so, so one that was optimized was I've mentioned the rate of feedback that users were giving us. So, and then we, once they gave it feedback, we optimized it for. Uh, MPS score. Nice. Um, so basically, do we get that call right. day, day data on right. how users would are feeling and the sentiment for OB? And it's basically just a lot of iteration. There's different versions, right. but then as long as you you're always measuring within, like we we have. I like doing a 30 day experiment. Nice. And once within that month, I have a good understanding on what can change and what can't. That's the process today. Nice. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I think just accelerating the learning, getting feedback, it's, it's so, so important. I think there's so many people who are too data-driven that they forgot that data only says what. And then the qualitative stuff actually says the why behind the what. Yeah. Right? The, psychology, like, the psychology like you mentioned. Yes. I think I think because users could be using the product the way you want from a data standpoint, right. but you, if you don't understand the why or you don't know how to right. speak their language, like you really, I find you need to really understand how to speak their language for them to resonate. Right. Even so, it can help of even getting that call to the data can help with something, even like landing page copy. Yeah. Um, so it's super important. The other thing I find about knowing the why is that uh, once you know why, you, you can repeat it. Yes. Right. It's all about repeatability, I find with growth. Yes. It's it's because I think growth people are a bit technical. So, not lazy, but efficiency. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Like, yeah, I, I, I read a quote once, like, uh, in, the heart of innovation is somebody's la- laziness or something it's like so that. It's so true. It's right? like, yeah, because I find the moment you see you have one learning, right. you're like, okay, how how do I automate this? Right. Or how do I <laughs> scale this in a way that right. I don't have to keep doing it? Right. Yeah. You're right. So in the beginning, it's unscalable. Then you figure out the right pattern and then you figure out how to automate and scale it. Yes. Right? Yes. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, are there any other growth experiments other than other than the key learning, uh, uh, rapidly trying to learn something new? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're all optimizing like the landing page. We're optimizing like we have a sales outbound as well and we're trying to automate it. Right. So we understand our users and, right. and we're a small team. So you kind of want to hack things right so we we've optimized that as well as well as the the nlp is being optimized as well nice that would it's more on the vp product and right. the cto but we're always optimizing but we're also testing as well right so the one thing that what that was really important is that growth engine that was created it basically records whether something's improving or whether something's declining right. so that has established our baseline on what's what nice. if, if we're getting better or not 
You mentioned growth engine. I know that's another buzzword with whole growth marketing. Can you explain what that is? And Yeah, I think every business is different. Right. So I just understand the key drivers right. of, of the product. Um, so it, let's say in, within OB.ai, right. it would be number of questions that people mm. are asking to OB. Right. Number of questions out towards OB that OB is saying. So input, output. Right. As well as there's a, there's a bit of sentiment as well. So it was just we would be measuring all those various things yeah. towards our goal or our core metric. Yeah. I know everybody mentioned the whole Facebook. Like if you add X number of friends, then they're more likely to stick around. That's really hard to find, right? The, the correlation in data. But yeah. it, it, it's, it's essentially what growth people are trying to drive to is to try to find some kind of correlation. So if this happens, then probably this will happen. Not not causality-wise, but more like the probability. Yes, yes. It's… You're trying to create that relationship. Yeah. yeah. I always hear that Facebook example. And yeah, it, and I know. Seems, Everybody talks about it. And then like, oh no. And, and the danger is like, oh, you know, if if this happens, that happens. But the causality is not true. The classic example is if you sell ice cream, there will be more people drowning. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't make sense because it's they both happen during the summer. So the actual cause of people drowning yeah. is it's summer. Yeah. Not the ice cream. Not the ice cream. <laughs> and, and I think that goes into like… Where I've seen where it's like you could be measuring measuring the wrong thing. Right. So it's wow. just like… And you never know. But I think the point is that's why it's to move fast so you can figure mm. it out. Because right. I don't think you can get it right from day one. Right. In, ter- in terms of what the core metric is. KPIs change. It's right. like it's Things grow. But I think as long as you're moving very quickly and you have that specific process of, of what you're measuring… You can have a clear analysis of like, okay, we've already done this. Let's move forward from this. This is not right. working or it, it is working. You also keep mentioning speed. I really believe speed of learning is important. There's a point when, especially early stage where speed, 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 and then there's there's a burnout, right? Like how do you keep yourself and your team from just burning out, from moving too fast? Because I know there's always more things to do and you, you always want to go faster. I especially CEOs have met in early stage startups like let's get, let's go faster, let's go faster, go faster and at some point like people yeah. start burning out. I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny <laughs> question cuz like I think you can go really quickly but we we're trying to figure that out as well cuz it's just like you you just want to keep moving. Right. Um but I think at the end of the day you slowly realize that you can have speed and execution, but if, if, if things aren't being measured, right. then it's you have to do it again. Yeah. So I think you you learn to slow down and right. to learn to, learn to ha- have a clear understanding of the process and clear understanding of of what you're expecting and yeah. like even the designing the experiment. So it's not speed is a bit, but also it's like know what you're running towards. Yeah. And you just get better with that towards learning. Yeah. It's not about running fast and like hoping you'll hit something. It's more like running fast and knowing where you're going. No, you're, <laughs> and and you keep learning. But like in the beginning, you'd be like, let's go. And you're like, we did not do this right. Or right. the setup was wrong or yeah. various different things. But you learn and you just optimize from there. Yeah. It's like a maze, right? You're running, running, you hit a wall. You yeah. turn around and then you find another route. Yes, Exactly. It. How do you manage the expectation with the the CEO? I know like, especially when you don't achieve… The best kind of learning is when things don't go well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when things don't go well, you achieve your learning. But no, executive team is like, what the heck, dude? Right? So how do you keep that in mind? Is your CEO like pretty 
in the growth marketing mindset. Yeah. Because not everybody's like that, right? There, Some people will be like, you failed, right? Yeah. I, I think what really helps is when we were part of um, 500 startups. Yeah. Because 500 startups, it's very, it's like a growth stage incubator. And and so you, you, we were surrounded by the growth process. That's one thing they really emphasize. Right. So in the beginning, they emphasize that measurement aspect and and really, really put the force of process down in our heads. And I think that was very key because it really helped us understand. And I think it put the whole team, everybody in tune to understand what the growth process is right. or what how important experimenting is how, and how important measuring is. So that really, I think, aligned everybody nice. and set that. So the, I think number one is alignment. Right, yeah. So if education on the growth process or like, specifically why you're doing it, I think that's the number one first thing you need to get as a growth person It's is get that alignment um, right away. So true. Before we wrap up, is there any tips that you have for anybody who's interested in getting into gold marketing, whether they're in digital marketing or traditional marketing? Good question. And I, and I think products are made every day. And I think it's really about you following your passion. So whether if, if, you, if you're not in it, I would create your, mind, your own product. You can create even like email lists and right. test it out and, and hack that. You, you, there are many different things to do. So I would say just get involved and practice as much as possible. And that's the best way because nice. we're all learning yeah. and it's such a new thing, but it's just practice and, um, and, and, and stick into the process. Nice. Yeah, that's good advice. And once again, before we wrap up, is there any like promotion that you want to say about Obi, about yourself, about your dog, <laughs> if you have one, or your girlfriend? So um, any promotion that you have? <laughs> <laughs> no girlfriend yet. But uh, I think, yeah. So promotion, I guess, Obi.ai, we, we're really working with, we set up an early access program for a specific um, fast growing teams. So we're working with companies like, like Sif Science and uh, Mercer. Nice. So um, if... Uh, any company, GTA or worldwide is interested, we do have a discount. So shoot me a quick email, john at tacit.com or my uh, Twitter. And then uh, we can definitely chat and, and we can see you optimizing your team within Slack. Nice. And OB's AI, AI's website is? OB.AI. Oh, simple, yeah, it's, man. It's very, <laughs> it's, it's very simple. Yeah. Um, OB is premium model. Um, so you can also just go on the website and, and check it out as well. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Not a problem. This was fun. Take care. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening in to this episode. If you liked it, why don't you subscribe? If you're already subscribed, you can sign up for our Insider Club newsletter at growthmarketing.today. And there, we share our latest giveaways, news, and I'll even give you a heads up on who I'm interviewing next so you can send me your questions to ask to them. Imagine... Me asking your question to the growth people at Uber, Facebook, Shopify, and even other top startups. So go to growthmarketing.today to sign up for our Insider Club newsletter. If you have any feedback or questions about this episode and or any other future episodes, send me a short email at hello at ramleyjohn.com. In next week's episode, I chat with Ellen with about the growth mindset and you don't want to miss that episode this guy is just so so interesting about how he does growth personally but also for other startups so for this episode this is ramley from growth marketing today and don't stop growing